Okay, welcome to the 24 Seven Marriage Podcast. We are here in Texas. El Paso, Texas. We are. We've been all over Texas, and the Marriage Lab is in El Paso, Texas. There's a song that goes, I've been everywhere, I think. And everywhere I feel like where? It's just a song that says, I've been everywhere, but we've literally <laughs> been all over Texas. Like, yeah. We actually, we haven't seen, there's a lot of Texas we haven't seen, but um, there have been some places we've seen, like, um, Waco, El Paso, Austin, Livingston. What am I missing? What other city? San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. And so we've been a little bit everywhere. Yeah. So we are in El Paso and it is exciting because the marriage lab is here just for a couple of days and we have stopped by our friends, Brad and Lisa Valencia, uh, who, um, are an amazing couple. Um, we're going to talk about them as they're sitting here in front of yeah. us, which is awesome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> So you may have just heard them a little bit. We're going to let them speak in just a moment. Um, so be quiet. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so we have the opportunity to be able to connect with them just briefly, kind of hear their story a little bit. And in addition to that, um, they have an incredible story, what God has done in and through them and their marriage. Mm-hmm. And what we love to be able to do from time to time here on the podcast is bring you stories. Um, and we think that's a crucial part to have these moments where you can say, me too. Um, where you can understand where people have come from, what they have gone through. And that's what we want to be able to bring you today. So it's going to be a little bit longer format than we normally do. Yeah, I think what I'm most excited about is that we're not recording this via Zoom or anything. I know. We came all the way to El Paso so we could meet them and do this. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) They think we're just passing through, but we intentionally changed our entire route to be here. Mm -hmm. That's that's crazy. That's actually true. They're like, no, we have to go through there. She she doesn't want to, but I'm like, no, you have to. So she did, she she submitted really, really well. No, Lisa and I have already become best friends. It's like a stepbrothers moment. We're like, we love the same dinosaur and we're like, did we just become best friends? I live in the bubble, so when you just yeah. talk about a dinosaur, yeah. like, what? what? Are you about? Yeah. <laughs> totally lost, but uh, okay. I'll, I'll show you on YouTube later, honey. It's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're going to give an opportunity that we want them to be able to share their story a little bit about where they've been and what God has done in and through their marriage. And so we're going to jump in and we're going to start. And, you know, in this place of just kind of understanding a little bit about who you guys are. So tell us the, the ministry you're running, right? Um, so you'll be able to find them. We'll kind of give you guys all that information uh, as well. You'll be able to find them online and social media. And But give us a little bit just about who you are. Well, oh, yeah, just, just throw it all out there. <laughs> <Throw it all. laughs> you want us to go ahead and give the social media stuff right now or wait till the you end? You can give that now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, I'll go ahead right now. You can follow us at unrelenting pursuit underscore. You can find us at unrelenting pursuit on Facebook, and then you can listen to us anywhere. You listen to podcasts, just search unrelenting pursuit. So it's pretty simple. As long as you remember that yeah. unrelenting pursuit, <laughs> uh, as far as who we are. So Brad and I have been married mm. for 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. lucky man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 20 years. We have three kids. So we have a 16 year old, a 15 year old and an 11 year old. Uh, we homeschool and before it was cool. Right. Yeah, like way every, before every, it was everybody cool. homeschooled last yeah. year, you know, yeah. before it was cool. And so we actually met in college and, and really had, I would say like yeah. a, an ideal, like, dating relationship. And we really kind of just thought that we had it all figured out 
when yeah. we got married. Yeah. Oh, for I sure. Mean, I mean, really, yeah. truly. It was like one of those things like, you know, we, we chose the we right person. We didn't do like premarital counseling. Yeah, no, no. Like we, knew. we didn't need it. You're yeah, too we were cool. good. We didn't need yeah. it, you know, because we were raised like just right knowing way. all the things, you know. And so clearly we had it all covered. We, we never, ever anticipated walking through things that would be difficult to overcome. I mean, normal, difficult, but we just really thought like we were the exception to the rules. Mm. Like you would see other people go through problems and we were kind of like, mm, that's just, mm. that's so unfortunate. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they just They're don't, so... they just don't have it all together. Like we do. <laughs> So I guess God had to teach us some hard lessons yep. along the way, but really uh, we'll jump kind of forward to 10 years into our marriage. Yep. So we got married, kind of did all of the, you know, typical things that you do when you get married, you know, we bought our first house, we got pregnant and, you know, fast forward, we have three kids. And so it really at that time, when we look back, we never think of ourselves as having a bad marriage. We always have thought like we had a good marriage and we always want people to know that because I think people always look at people who've gone through really rough things and they automatically assume that there was just a lot of toxic things that have happened for a long time, for a long time. And it can be, but in our, in our situation, we never look back and say like, Oh wow, we just had a really bad marriage and that's why this and this and this happened. So it wasn't that case for us. We had a good marriage. There were things Mm -hmm. that we needed to work on. And we definitely at that stage in our life had young kids. And for any of you listening, you have young kids, you know how much of a distraction young children can be. I do real quick because you're (laughs) going to go like Okay, go for it, baby. So so I'm picking up the you talk a lot. No, yeah. me? I don't no. talk a lot. Yeah. No. Actually, I mean, she'll just go. Okay, first of all, and I talk, but this it, one, like, he, goes, heard he goes, he goes. You heard me on here. I'm okay. like, yep. Yep. All right. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Listen, don't no, believe any of this. I like that you said we were pregnant. A lot of people don't say that. And okay, well, I'm just I, saying, I was pregnant. I'm just saying, like, because yeah, it affects you, both. You felt it. Yes, absolutely. You, you carried it also. Yes. I retract yeah. my we statement and I go back to I yeah. was okay. pregnant. Okay. All right. Solidarity. <laughs> no, I'm about to hand the reins over to Brad fully, but I, I want to emphasize that we did have a good marriage, but there were definitely things, of course, looking back that we could have been more focused on. But really, there were some things that were happening in the undercurrent that you know, I was very unaware of. And anyways, that's where I just kind of hand the reins over to Brad and I make him <laughs> she tell does all this the rest. All the time. <laughs> I talk in the beginning and then I just be quiet. I those first 10 years and then yeah. And now yeah. You, yeah, 10 so. years and two minutes and yeah. then that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's it folks. I'm done now. I'll but talk at the end. It is your story. <laughs> yes. It's both your story. Yes, yes. absolutely. Right. Um, gosh, I don't even know. Where <laughs> so yeah, it was, so we had the stereotypical, I would say marriage, um, you know, like white picket fence kind of deal, you know, like, what is it? 2.1 kids, you know, mm-hmm. the whole deal, right? The the five, five, yeah. 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 The, the soul yeah. and everything was fine. And we both grew up in church. Um, <clears throat> both come from strong Christian families. And I mean, I literally growing up in church, like there every time the doors were open, slept under a pew, like the whole, <laughs> you know, time. Um, so we thought we had it all like a hundred percent together, but for sure, looking back now, our priorities weren't correct. Um, and I think if you had asked us back then, it'd been like, yeah, we go to church. Like we pray, God we do first. Yeah. God yeah. first, God yeah. first. Um, but for sure, like actions, at least for me, was not God first. Um, but anyway, so 10 years, so she jumped to 10 years, so 10 years <laughs> in our marriage, 
Um, I traveled a lot for work uh, during this time. And then even, you know, leading, I mean, was it right at 10 years of marriage that, that, uh, or was it like, it was like the end of nine years of marriage, like yeah. something major happened, um, at work and it had us gone, um, in the United States, but had us gone for like, it was a long, it was a long period. Yeah. Significant periods of time would come back home and then we were gone again, like just kept doing that. And so anyway, during that time, that's when I like, I think, well, I slowly started making like little small compromises with my walk with God with, I mean, ultimately it was with my walk with God, but I like back then I wasn't like, huh, if I do this, how's my walk with God? Like, it wasn't that at all. It was just literally making these little small compromises based on what I've always known. Um, and so those grew into, uh, ultimately grew into infidelity. Mm. Um, but it wasn't like I woke up and that's what I tell a lot of people because one, we didn't have a bad marriage. Um, there was like, we never have been yellers. We've never argued like we've had little you know arguments because you're married but nothing like blow ups or anything like that and um we just always had a i would just say good marriage yeah what really quick what would yeah. you define for you guys as good because i some yeah. people might be listening saying like what is good what is good or maybe because I have yeah. a good, maybe we already have a good marriage or yeah yeah so that's a good yeah. question so for me like good is mm, it's it's comfortable Mm. and it's, and I'm not saying being comfortable is bad, but I'm saying it's like comfortable and just kind of like, (laughs) Oh no, it can be, but it's just kind of like enough to not change. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's good. But if I change, it's going to cause, yeah, absolutely. Like almost like even a little mundane. Yeah. Almost like you can ignore it. You know what I mean? Like almost like you don't have to worry about it. Like this is just the thing that I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be better. I mean, because I don't want to like rain on anyone's parade if they're like, wait, I have a good marriage. Like I'm doing all these things. Like what's he talking about? No, that for me, that's what I think it it was good. It, there was no like, um, you know, like constant nagging or anything yeah. that yeah. was splitting us apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was stress of kids and all that, but still it was like, I love little babies. So yeah. when we had a little baby, like <laughs> I love it. Um so there wasn't anything like glaring, I guess, where yeah. you would look at it yeah. and go like, yeah. man, this That's marriage trouble. is falling apart. It's yeah. trouble if you don't get yeah. it fixed now. Would um, you say you had a feeling of being connected to each other? Man, that's, is there's all, every time we do an interview, there's always a there's question always that's, a question never, that's asked, yeah. never been asked. Um, Did I hit it? Yeah. No, it was a new oh, one. Perfect. This is a new one. Yeah, Boom. this is a new one. Um, gosh, I think that, that's a hard one because I feel like, yes, but then also I feel like we just were going through not the motions, but like the flow. Right? I felt like, like I was connected. I mean, I, I didn't think about us being disconnected. I really didn't think of it as an mm. option. Yeah, You know, yeah. I, I think that, yes, we probably felt connected, but there were steps being taken that were disconnecting us. But I didn't know about those things. And I kind of blamed any disconnect on the fact that, yeah, we did have a young a young baby still. Yeah. I was just going to say you were in a season of life where you were being bombarded with just mother Mm -hmm. mothering and nursing and all those things. Mm -hmm. So you feel depleted. So 
So you maybe, kind of just associate it with yeah, that. Yeah, so maybe yep. a little disconnected just because of the season life you were in, not because of anything that was happening in the marriage. Yeah, say. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like even, you know, go to work, come home, you know, they're like the routines. And it's not the routines are bad, but it was just like a normal routine. Just, mm-hmm. you know, boom, boom, boom every day. But again, like, so I don't know. I don't think we were disconnected, but we definitely didn't have like, the intentionality behind growing a marriage. Yeah. And so I'm not one to end of the story. No, 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 no. But I think it's for so many people, that's that sit right there. Like we're going through every day. Mm-hmm. We're doing the things we know we should be doing. You know, we yeah. talk, we connect, we're helping with the kids and helping run the house, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So there's not the glaring things mm-hmm. that are sticking out. And I think it's important for people to know that mm-hmm. because we think that it's always birthed out of like, man, we're at each other, we're fighting, yep. we're streaming, we're, all this stuff is happening, so I'm so dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. But it actually can be birthed out of just a being a little stagnant in terms of how we're investing yep. in the marriage, mm-hmm. but that we're, oh, we're doing okay. From the outside looking in, people would say, things are good. Yeah. yeah, Right? And yeah. you may have even said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you feel the same thing, Lisa? Like, oh, things were good? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I really, like, it. I definitely, like, looking back at that season, recognized that I was you know, we had had two other kids. So I knew that there was kind of this little bit of time where for sure, when sure. you have yeah. a young baby, they take an intense amount mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. It does not matter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how much you want to invest in your spouse. There's not technically this ton of time. So I knew, and I, I really attributed everything to just kind of that season because I knew that there was kind of like this little, you know, lull. And then things kind of go back into the upswing as you start to feel more normal and sleep schedules get yeah. more normal and all that stuff. So looking back, I definitely see how we, we had cracks, Mm -hmm. but I really was not aware that they were there. And, you know, now Mm. of course, knowing that we have how much it takes to have an intentional marriage, now I can see it (laughs) so much more. But at the time, really, we, we felt like marriage should be easy. Mm. I I don't know if that, if that makes sense. Oh no, we hear that often. I mean, I've coached individuals who said, wait, Javier, i thought this would be easy. Like yeah. hang out, my best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, no, there is work involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what you just said about cracks in the foundation that often we just don't notice, right? It's mm-hmm. a small little crack that can begin to grow, mm-hmm. but we just don't see them. Mm-hmm. Or we may notice it, but like, it's just the season. We'll, yeah. we'll yeah. get through that, but then we never actually address yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. I think. Or you I throw mean, a patch on it real quick and move yeah, on. Like you Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. On that crack. Yeah. yeah. And then just. Go. No one sees it. It's good. Exactly. Okay, we're good. Throw we're a fine. rug over it. It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, that crack was definitely um, my walk with God. Mm. It was no, because good. it, like, like I said, I grew up. I mean, my grandparents are pastors. My uncles are pastors. Like, I grew up around this, like, know all the Bible stories, know all the things, went to youth camps, like did all these things. And I prayed like I, you know, did the normal, like quote unquote Christian things. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't deal with any of this other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, And so then I think that even, even up into, uh, up until I started like making these little compromises, like I still prayed Mm -hmm. and which is to me, it's crazy to me, but it is like that. It was a big crack that I was just ignoring where I didn't have, um, I wasn't rooted in, in oh, my walk good. with Christ, yeah. you know, like I was just 
Like, yeah, I know the Bible. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't do. A lot of it was like, don't do's mm. instead of like the freedom of yeah. you're saved and you're walking with Christ. Like you have, it's not a list of no's. It's a list yeah. of like, here, yeah. this is your life. Um, so I think that's a lot of where I started to, to make all these compromises and you, you don't wake up one day and go like, Oh, I'm going to walk out on my family today. <laughs> Today's the day. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm leaving. You know, I mean, it just doesn't happen that there's no, I mean, I've never looked it up, but I would bet everything on it. Like that's never happened. No, no one stands at that moment <laughs> and says, okay, today I'm going to implode my yeah. life. My family exactly. make a choice and decision. That's going to take me down this path. That's going to wreck my marriage. Exactly. Sense, right. But like a car out of alignment. It's this slow drift. Oh yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah. And so you get like to this that. point like, whoa, the how drift did I actually how did I actually get here? Yeah. The yeah. drift. I love so side note, um, I listen based on everything that happened and me wanting to be rooted in and everything I do, I saturate my life with Jesus. Like so yeah. music, everything yeah. I can, like I want it. Um so when I work out, I listen to like all sorts of Christian everything. And, uh, there's a, there's a new, I think it's fairly new. It was new to me. Um, Dylan chase. I don't know if you've ever okay. heard him, yep. but a new Dylan chase album. And he has a song on there called the kick. And he talks about drifting mm-hmm. and that like he needed that kick to get back. And I just, that song hit me as soon as I heard it. I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is what happened. Yeah. Like, this is what happened. You know? Somebody knows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because you said drift, that just totally yeah. threw me back. Um, but uh, so I was I was gone from home and um, we were doing like some, you know, awesome stuff for work, like during the day. So at night it was like blow off steam time, you yeah. know. Yeah. And um, so I knew like I should never be going out and like drinking with the guys. Like I knew that. You know, even as a married man, like if you're not a Christian listening to this, as a married man, like, you know, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would go have dinner with the guys, have a couple of drinks and then come home. And then that kind of like kept going, but then I'd have a few more drinks and then I, well, I say home, but hotel. And then I get back to hotel and I'm like, ah, and so then I started looking at stuff that I shouldn't be looking at. Right. And I, and then all this whole time though, I am totally twisting scripture you know, because it's like, well, I've already thought about doing all these things like I'm halfway there. Might as well do it. Yeah. Like, it, you know, I was just twisting um, mm-hmm. scriptures. I, I knew enough to be stupid, you know, but I wasn't <laughs> like I never dove in myself like yeah. hard. So I knew enough to be stupid. Um, but uh, so anyway, then that progressed to staying out later and then that and like I, I talked about this the other day with somebody else. This is like how, you know, Satan knows how to get you Yeah. like a hundred percent knows exactly how to target you individually, like what to pray on, what to do. Um, because I've always dealt with like insecurities always. Um, it doesn't matter what I do. It's like always some insecurities. And then I think I had a lot of pride issues mm-hmm. then but this progressed and progressed and progressed. And then I started noticing that like other people were noticing me when I was out. And so then that was feeding like that pride and then like squashing the insecurity, you know, it was like this feeding the wrong, you know, animal. And so that kept happening. And then eventually it just, 
was again, like I, what, what's the verse where it's like, Jesus is like, I tell you, if you've already lusted after this woman, you know, with your heart Mm -hmm. that, you know, you've already done it, committed adultery. Now, of course he was talking, you know, like way deeper than that. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, I was like, well, all right, yeah, I did it. Like, (laughs) and so just, that's how it progressed. And, um, then it was literally just like walking away from everything I knew. Eventually when Lisa did find out, uh, clearly and like, of course I was out of the house. And so at that point I was like, well, this is it. Like everything's done. So I'm just going to keep doing everything I want to do. And then I'll take care of, you know, the whole split down the middle, you know, all the things I needed to do. Like that was already in my head. Like, Side okay. note, I always laugh. And, and I was sharing this with Shannon earlier because there's, <laughs> I yes. actually look at it as the grace of God now, but there were like whole periods of time that Brad literally has no remembrance, like none. So like his, like, you found out you kicked me out of the house. I'm like, that was 45 days. <laughs> like, literally yeah. in bed. Yeah. So I, because well, so yeah, much. all this didn't happen in a week. Like this what, is, what is it about men and their steel trap minds? <laughs> like information gets in, but it doesn't come back out. You know, it's like, well, these were like 45 gut wrenching days for yeah. me, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, when, when he says I got kicked out, this was not a, you know, one of those decisions where I thought I was going to be the wife when this did come out that I was going to say, just like be gone like that. I really had that in me. Like, you know, I think everyone considers this before you get married or even when you're, you are married and you hear stories of this, like, what would I do? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. In my mind, like I'm not sticking around. Like, forget it. If you do something like that, this is over. It's done. And that's how I really felt like I would respond to that situation. Yeah. And I really, I mean, God had to take me through a whole process, like just a whole surrendering process that I really didn't even realize that I needed. And I certainly didn't want through this whole entire process, but he kind of gave me a glimpse of this in, immense love that he had for Brad in that moment. Mm-hmm. I, that's honestly all I can say is just for mm-hmm. a, a fraction of a second, I felt this like overwhelming love that God had for Brad. And it gave me a hope in what God could do Mm -hmm. because I really, I really did in that moment. Just want to say like, forget you, you know, Mm. even though at the same time, probably a little stronger than that. (laughs) Okay. Even though at the same time, different words may have been used. Okay. Maybe possibly. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But even at the same time where like I wanted so many people and I hear so many stories of the people that walk through this and the spouse that has actually been the betrayer Mm. so desperately wants to come home and so desperately wants forgiveness. And that was not our story. Brad did not want reconciliation. He did not want to move forward. And I desperately wanted to be chosen. I wanted to be enough for him to just uh, walk away from what he was doing and Mm -hmm. come home. And so it was very much this, this gut wrenching process of first of all, realizing that I was not enough and I wasn't meant to be enough and I would never be enough for him. And I think like that is a really humbling thing to recognize. It's so God's design because we're not meant to fill another person and be everything for them. But I wanted to be like, as his wife, I just wanted to be enough for him to say like, clearly I've made a horrendous decision. Yeah. And I'm ready to come home. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what people recognize is that the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. So those of you who may not be believers listening to this, no. like we're talking about like the devil, like mm-hmm. honestly there is yeah. this moment where he knows if he can get Brad, mm-hmm. 
then he can get Lisa. Oh, yeah. And he can go for the kids. Yep. So it starts there, mm-hmm. right? So we always know that attack begins in that in that place. Absolutely. And so when that happens, and it just trickles down. Mm-hmm. And so that's a powerful thing. I think we definitely can unpack more in terms of the place of knowing that, like, yeah, you are going to feel like, am I enough? That mm-hmm. question. And that's absolutely what's going to be deposited in your mind and mm-hmm. your thinking because now it starts to break you down. Yeah. It plays place. into your insecurity. Absolutely. Your yeah. past, your hurts, mm-hmm. your wounds, your brokenness, all of it. I would say like, what's so weird about, I mean, maybe this is normal, but like, I never like hated Lisa. Like I never, during all this, I never was yeah. like, yeah. uh, and just like disgusting or anything like that, ever, ever was like, to me, it was just, this was the choice I made and that was it. You know, it wasn't like this, you know, because you hear other people like, I just can't stand them anymore. And it's like that it wasn't anything like that. Um, even throughout this whole thing, like I said, like I would pray. There would be times that I'd be doing something at work and I would pray. And it was and now I look back, I'm like, that is so ridiculous. Like I'm literally <laughs> running from God. And then when there's an inkling of, wow, something serious could happen, I'm like, Hey Lord, you know, like forget all that stuff I did. Like, could you help me out here? Like, it's so ridiculous thinking of that. Um, But yet, yeah, in His faithfulness, yeah, right. No, I know, right? I know, and that's. I think that as far as I was running, there was still pieces of me that knew that, like, I could cry out still. You know, kind of like live this double life, which was really weird. I mean, I. Uh, we, I've thought about it a lot going back, you know, trying to figure out like, it was there like one specific trigger. Like, did I have like this traumatic event? And all of a sudden I was like going crazy. There was nothing like that. It was just making those small little tiny compromises that people don't think is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so then good. it just mm-hmm. keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And then all of a sudden it is a big deal. I mean, I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. Like at a certain point I was someone totally different. You know, I never got into like, like Lisa says, I have like, you know, time frames blacked out, you know, yeah, that I don't yeah. remember. I wasn't like, uh, you know, on drugs or I didn't do anything like mm-hmm. that. I was never like that. It was literally just times I d- ignored or just don't know the times, yeah. like the time yeah. frame of what happened. Um, but during all this, I just kept going along the same path I was going and then I was coming home um, one weekend. I don't remember what time it was or going back to where I was living at the time. <laughs> like I was just living with some buddies. Um, so I was going back there and I had like this, <clears throat> it was, it was a road to Damascus moment. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's, you know, what I call it. I mean, there was for people that know what that is, like there was no like bright light that blinded me for yeah. three yeah. days or anything like that. It was just this, this sudden urgency and it was so loud within me but you know i was just god telling me like here you go like there's the fork in the road um this is your last chance kind of deal even and i know that sounds crazy because i'm like god is a god of second chances god Mm -hmm. is a god Mm -hmm. but it it was this real feeling of here's your choice like you can keep going down this path that you're going and it leads to death but that Yes, all sin leads to death, you know, but that felt, I felt the urgency of like something, Mm. you know, and who knows, but like, it was just not going to be good. Yeah. 
And, uh, and then he's like, or you can come back to me, you know, like this is your other path. And there was never anything that I felt was like, here's your other path and your marriage is going to be restored and it's going to be great and everything's going to be awesome. And it's all going to, it was just literally like, it's me or that way. And that's what I felt. And so, you know, crying broke down the side of the road. Um, the only thing I knew to do was call Lisa. And so it was like calling Lisa and it was, it was kind of like this first step of like, uh, well, is there any way we can make this work? (laughs) (laughs) I know I've been doing all these things, but is there any way, you know? And, um, I mean, that was the only thing I knew what to do is just, so you, you had a moment of coming to the end of yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Right. To the end of your own strength, your own ability. Cause you've been running. Yeah. Were you ever, were you ever able to pinpoint why were you running? No. And I mean, that's what, like, you know, I've had, um, other people close to me go like, well, maybe you had some, you know, like, you know, some kind of PTSD or anything like that. Um, I really don't think so. Um, and I've never, I've never gone to counseling for any of this, which I'm not saying that's a good thing (laughs) (laughs) at all. Um, but I really don't think that it was anything like that. Um, I think it was, there was no, like, here it is. I think ultimately what it was is I was getting fed everything I felt insecure about and every, and then, and then that led to feeding my pride. And so then it became more of like, this makes me feel really good about everything I do. Um, and not that Lisa was like, you need to do this. You need to do this, you know, like bashing me, but this was like, man, maybe my insecurities aren't real. You know, like it was this whole feeding of this other animal. And so I don't think that there was like an ultimate event that moved me. I I also think it's like for, for you and when you've talked to me too, it's like, well, two plus two equals four, right? Like I'm doing these things. I can't like God, I'm clearly can't go towards God. Like I'm doing these things. I'm choosing these things. And then also it was like, even with us, like in his mind, there was never an option for us to reconcile. It was like, I've done this, this is what happens. And then that's a consequence. Boom. Mm -hmm. Like there was no just like option A, option B. It was just like, cause I wanted to ask Brad cause you, cause when she had asked you if you wanted to reconcile and you said, no, it wasn't out of a place that you're like, no, I really want to go after this. It was a place of I've screwed up so much. I can't come back home. That's exactly what it was. It was more of, I grew up knowing like you do this, like that's it. You know, like there was those things like you, to me in my mind. And I say growing up, it wasn't like my parents telling me like, if that ever happens, like this is what you have to do. It was nothing like that. It was just the mentality I had where it was like, there's no other option. Like there's absolutely no, I mean, if I was dating someone in high school and they cheated on me, like that was it. Like they're like, I'm not going to hang around that person anymore. You know? So yeah. it was, yeah. it was on that, but another level cause married kids, like everything. And so I thought that there was no option for it. I mean, that's kind of, it didn't matter that I would like say something to him. Like maybe we could work things out. And he's just like, no, like that's, that's yeah. not, I've that's gone not down this works. path. I've yeah. shut that mm-hmm. door. Mm-hmm. Like this is it. Yeah. 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 
So, but in your yeah. heart, you like, was there a desire for you to seek reconciliation, to seek restoration what, after you had that moment? Yes. Okay. Yes, there was. And, and a lot of, you know, because I, I want to like reiterate, you know, cause it, like our story gives hope that it can be reconciled, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. For every you know? Person. And yeah, so like for me, when I had that moment, it wasn't like God was like, run back to Lisa, see if you can work this out and everything's, you know, then whatever path that leads to. And then one day you'll have a marriage ministry. Like, that was not, <laughs> yeah. that was not it. All the things that <laughs> yeah. yeah, here it is. You. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, literally choose me or don't. And this is it, you That's know, it. whatever's going to happen. That's it. And yeah. so my inkling and, you know, it wasn't like I need to call my parents or anything like that. It was literally like, I, this is where I feel I need to start. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. calling and saying that. So at that point, yes, like I was fully like, Before is there then, any no. way? Yeah. 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 And I think too, like I just always tell this guy, I just think this is so cool how God works. Cause he called that day and, I really, I mean, I had, I at this point was like, this is done. You know, we had gone through the entire divorce process mm-hmm. at this point. So, uh, we had walked through dividing our kids. We had walked through dividing finances. We had, you know, basically spent a chunk of time unraveling a life that we had spent building. And that's really what it felt like. And so we were just waiting at this point for the papers to all be drawn up. Everything Mm -hmm. had been decided. So when Brad had called me that day and we very tentatively decided that we were going to at least approach what, what, what might be something. something. I mean, honestly, we didn't even know yet what the word was. An hour later, our divorce attorney called and said, the papers are ready. They just need to go before the judge. Mm. And it was just so much like this thing where it was my crossroads. Yeah, (laughs) It was like, here's the one road or here's the other. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do something interesting. Yeah. So, because we have a little bit of a cliffhanger right here. So I'm going to ask you one more question and we're actually going to leave you guys kind of hanging a little bit (laughs) and then we're going to dive into part two, which we want to talk about reconciliation, like what that looked like in that whole process. That's a a huge piece, right? Mm -hmm. Because you came to this moment, you're now here, the papers are here, Mm -hmm. you've made this decision. You pointed out one thing that I think is really, really important is that it was a call from God to come back to him, Mm -hmm. right? You said it. it wasn't like and I'll give you X, Y, and Z. Yeah, no. It was like, I'm inviting you back to your first love. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. And that has to be enough. Yeah. Because if you didn't have your family back, your kids back, or the whole structure that you have known, am I going to be enough for you? Yep. Like, that was the invitation. Mm -hmm. And some guys don't recognize that this is the work that you have to do. Because Lisa in that moment did not want the marriage back that you had. No. And that's where the guys make mistakes. I want my marriage back. Like, well, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, exactly. So stop promising me that. I don't yeah. want that. But the fact that God was leading you deeper into a relationship mm-hmm. with him to find healing and restoration. And out of that, the overflow yeah. of that, you're going to be able to love her well mm-hmm. and heal Absolutely. and seek reconciliation. And that's the, an ongoing process too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you want to add anything before no, we, I'm, before we I'm absorbing all of this, <laughs> taking it all in. And I, this is the second time that I'm hearing the story. So I'm, I'm so excited. We're leaving people with a cliffhanger because I love a good cliffhanger. <laughs> well, I think the piece of understanding reconciliation is so vital and so important yeah. um, in that whole process. Cause so many get to that point of like, yes, this has happened. Mm-hmm. Now what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. How do we walk this out well, both of us? So 
We're going to leave you at that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a little bit longer than we normally go. But we also want to encourage you, go and follow Unrelenting Pursuit. Mm-hmm. I got yep. that right, right? You did. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow them. Subscribe to their podcast as well. Um, we'll, and- be, we'll be tagging them in all of our social media as well. So you will 100% know who we were talking to. <laughs> and if you don't follow them, Javi and I will hunt. You You down. (laughs) So we are grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to continue with part two next week. So make sure you share this with others and tune into that. We'll talk to you soon. And always remember in marriage, you don't have to, you get to get to. Thank you for listening to the 24 seven marriage podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe. So you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.